Walk Again podcast, and I am joined with my dad, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. It's fun to be here, and it's been a while since we've done a show. Yeah, and this show, we're actually doing another retro game with, it is called, well, we're doing two. One is called Road Rush, the other is called Balls. And we'll be talking about Road Rush first. And Road Rush, the version we have, is for the um, the Se- Genesis. Sega Genesis. Yeah, the Sega Genesis. And what are your thoughts on that, Dad? Well, I I think generally speaking, I'm glad that we were able to find it. Uh, first off. Uh, if you actually look back at at Road Rush as kind of a retro game, it, it was a game that. Um, I don't know. It came out in 1992, so I would have been, I think, 11, 12 years old back then. Um, and it was a blast. My friends and I used to always play it on the original Sega Genesis, uh, the version 1 of the Genesis. Because um, there were a couple different versions of the Genesis uh, back then, which actually you don't really know about. But the version that we actually have at our house um, is the, the first version of that console. Um, it's a blast, and, and I was so glad that when we went to Stone Age Gamer, uh, which you can find at StoneAgeGamer.com, uh, that's actually where we were able to, to pick that up at um, in their store, which they actually had open um, on the day that we went down there. And you had actually played it on a special system that they had down there, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I thought it was really fun. It's a game where you are, like, basically on a motorbike trying to get to the finish without, like, pretty much blowing up. <laughs> That's a pretty apt description of what, what the game is all about. And um, it, it is a motorcycle game, and you've never played a motorcycle game um, really outside of the Burger King game? Um, I also... I can't even remember what that's called. The Burger King game. But either way, I think this is the first motorcycle race game that you've ever played, isn't it? No, there was one other dirt bike game I played. I forget what it's called, but we still have Pier? it. Was it Pure that you played on the 360? Yeah, Pure. That's what it's called. Yeah, well, it's it's a lot different, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. even if you get beyond the fact that it's on Genesis, so the graphics are obviously uh, way scaled down. Uh, but one of the things that you could do that you had an absolute blast, it seems like, as I watched you play, was the ability to uh, fight while on the bike and trying to to get to the finish line first. Yeah, that was funny, hitting people off. You could hit people off the bikes, and that could, as you do it, quick, like, more, and then you can eventually have people end up, like, their bikes exploding, so they can't like finish the race 
and so <laughs> have less trouble finishing getting a better place. But they can also do that to you. Keep that in the mi- keep that in mind. Because uh, mm-hmm. that could also hurt yourself if you go too aggressive, and instead of you hitting them, they end up hitting you down and exploding your bike. Or while attacking, you could accidentally run into a you could accidentally run into a car, which also does damage. Yeah, plus you get to fly for a long distance and then have to actually run if you all like, the way back to your bike. Yeah, if you, like, land on a bump or something <laughs> and, like, it knocks you off, then yeah, you, you're pretty much, like, lost by then. Yeah, in, in the courses, as you found out pretty quickly, not only do you have to tend with all the other bikes on the road trying to get to the finish line, but you've got cars going in both directions. You've got blind jumps to where you jump over a hill and then the next thing you know when you land you've got to immediately turn um there are little a-frames on the road like they're doing little road work sections so you can hit those signs there are also Uh, intersections yeah there are (laughs) intersections which kind of complicate it you get people parked uh, on the side of the road with their trailer home just kind of watching the race i guess um, it's really interesting. It's way different than anything today, but uh, just as a fun thing, I mean, are you glad we picked this game up? I know you've played it quite a bit. Yeah, it's really fun. Excellent, excellent. I am glad that you enjoyed it because I enjoyed it a lot whenever I was a kid. Um, anybody that I brought it up to, uh, they just immediately go into that reminiscing mode. Um, so uh, how many different modes have you, have you actually played? Uh, it's pretty much you, you win and you earn money and you can buy new bikes and upgrades and things like that. Um, is it like a career mode Well, that, that it has? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, it, I've only done the normal races. Yeah, it, it's kind of – it has it to where you earn the money and you can upgrade the bikes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you haven't gotten too far into that yet. Um, but I remember there were there were bikes that were just so incredibly insanely fast. Yeah. Um, that as you as you progress through the game, it almost becomes just flat out insane how like how fast these bikes can go. They go. Um, I think the highest you can go is like 120 with the default bike. Yeah, with with the initial series of bikes. I think 120 is the fastest you can go on those. Yeah, 119, 120. Yeah, and you'll find that as you upgrade, as you play the game more, and you upgrade your bike, you can actually go much faster than that. Um, But it is. It's a blast. And it's it's one of those games that anybody who, who is my age that gamed back in those days, everybody knew Road Rash, Road Rash 2, Road Rash 3. Uh, because they were just kind of a little bit different than, than your typical game that you had back then. Um, Electronic Arts, I believe, made that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's one of those things back before EA Sports became EA Sports, they were Electronic Arts. And uh, basically, uh, nearly every game that they came out with um, was just gold back then. Uh, now I'm sure that there are different things that you can um, you can run into good games, but a lot of what EA does is kind of repetitious at this point. Um, 
your Madden footballs and your NHL series and your FIFA soccer and and all that sort of works on a formulaic thing where Road Rash, when it first came out, it was it was just different. So why don't you go ahead and, and give your review, uh, and then I'll tell you what IGN uh, actually rates that game. Um, so go ahead and, and give us a review of the game uh, and tell us whether or not you'd recommend it once you've given the review. My my rate would be, well, first off, it, for me it's a 5 out of 5. Um, what I like about it is it's creative for back then. And mm-hmm. even now, I'm still having fun, even though I could be playing better, more, like, advanced games. Sometimes, yes. unadvanced games, like, with just create creativity are all you need to make a good game. Instead mm-hmm. of just high-tech and having to use that, that, like, having to be able to just... You can just easily create a good game with high tech, but if you're, pl- but now they back then they didn't have that high tech, and so they had to have creativity to make a good game, yes. and that was really that was kind of a creative game for back then. Like they had just they had just created a game that it's like combination of fighting and combination of fighting and basically just riding motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. Most people probably wouldn't have thought of that back then, even though it's pretty simple. It's fun. Yeah, it is. It is. And that was back before there was a whole lot of room. Uh, you say more advanced games. Today they have the room uh, and the capabilities of, of working much more complicated physics engines is what they call them, into these type types of games. Uh, back then, it was pretty much, they were operating on an X and a Y axis, um, and just doing as much as you could do on those axes. Uh, and so there wasn't a much, there wasn't like a much that was actually, they were, that they were capable of doing, uh, counting things like weight of the bike and, and things like that. Uh, so you're absolutely right there. And you said you'd give it a 5 out of 5? Yeah. I think that's a, a really awesome thing that you would rate it that, um, especially considering some of the games that you have played that are that could be considered similar to them uh, since then. Uh, IGN.com actually has Road Rash 2 for the Sega Genesis rated as an 8.1 out of 10. Uh, so you figure you're, you're basically giving it a 10 out of 10 uh, if you expand it out there. Yeah. Um, they went 8.1 out of 10. Uh, if you ask me, um, I, I kind of lean towards IGN.com because there were some things missing from the game that, that could have been there. Um, and this is me just speaking as a more educated gamer, you could say, mm-hmm. um, since I have more experience. But basically they took pretty much everything that they already had in Road Rash and just added a couple of elements and didn't do a lot of... Uh, they didn't they didn't expand a lot graphics-wise from Road Rash 1 to Road Rash 2. Now, what they did do is they added the weapons where you can pick up chains and things like that to use. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, whereas the first game, you kind of just used your fist. Uh, and the other thing they did that I don't think you've actually gotten to at this point, they added nitrous oxide uh, to to the game in, in Road Rash 2 to where you can get those short bursts of energy, uh, much like what they have in uh, a game like Rocket League uh, today, <laughs> where you can you know get the, the nitrous boost to, to get a little burst of super speed. Um, so between those things and you combine that with the fact that they pretty much just didn't change the graphics a whole lot, um, between Road Rash 1 and Road Rash 2, I tend to agree with IGN in their assessment, but having play, having your point of view to where this is the first Road Rash game you played, I can absolutely understand why you would rate it a 5 out of 5, because it is. It's a good game. So, did you want to move on to the, the next game that we actually played here over the past couple of weeks? Sure. The next game is Balls. You guys may have probably played it before, just like Road Rash. It's a game where you're basically made of a ton of balls, and you're fighting other people, like other characters that are also mm-hmm. made of balls. It's kind of like a tournament game, like a fighting tournament. Mm-hmm. There are different characters you can play as. You don't have to unlock them. And you can just keep trying. There are no goals. Basic, the only goal is to basically just try to, try to beat the boss. Just, I'm pretty sure you have to beat 12 people. Yes, I, I think it's a, a dozen, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be wrong in that, because I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it since we actually picked it up. Uh, but you're absolutely right. And again, it is for the Sega Genesis as well. Uh, it was also available on the Super Nintendo, um, as well as I think the 3DO, which which is a console that you're not necessarily familiar with. No. Um, but it, it was a very comparable system back in those days. But Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo just kind of dominated the market at that point. So the 3DO went away pretty quickly. Um, but yes, it's, it's considered a fighting game. Um, the only other fighting game that you played before Balls was um, Injustice, the DC fighting game that was for the play- PlayStation 4, for the Xbox 360, uh, PS3, and the, I'm assuming Xbox One would have a version as well. Uh, but Balls came out in 1994. Um, and it's essentially exactly as you said. It was a bunch of characters made out of balls, and they have to fight each other. So you've got what all the characters? They had like an ostrich. Yeah, they had an ostrich thing. They had. They were basically different types, like fighter types and speed types. Yeah, because Turbo is a character who's just like a a man who's really fast and stretchier. Yeah, there was the clown, which is, I think is, I can't remember what his name is. Um, but there was Kronk, who is a caveman with a club that was also made of balls. Um, there was a rhinoceros. Uh, there was a gorilla as well, wasn't there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there, yeah, there was just a whole bunch of different uh, of different characters in there. Um Basically, there's three difficulty levels as well. There was easy, there was normal, and there was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And one of the fun things, and I don't know how much you paid attention to that versus how much you were paying attention to the fighting aspect of it, in the background of the game during the whole match, uh, there are screens that kind of taunt you. Yeah, I noticed <laughs> that. Yeah. They, they kind of reflect on the on the match, and whatever's going on in the match, they kind of they can either taunt you or they can uh, taunt the opponent. Uh, but it's really kind of funny to some of the moves. Um, and once your energy runs out, then you just kind of explode into a circle of balls uh, where all, the, all of your pieces kind of lay on the ground, and, and the character that won the match then interacts with them. Either you're kicking the balls around or the rhinoceros guy kind of sits on them. Um, so that's kind of funny. Yeah. But uh, just looking at it, uh, at that game, let's go on a scale of 1 to 10 so we can kind of compare what what you had to, um, to what IGN.com once again had. Uh, what would you rate it? What's your general review of it? What are your overall thoughts of it? And, of course, would you recommend it? I would rate it like a 7 out of 10 because it's mainly just fighting. But the moves are kind of funny. Like, how they move is funny. Just the thing I don't like about it is that all it is is fighting. There's, like, no career mode or anything. That's the one thing I don't like. Mm-hmm. That's totally understandable. Uh, if you look at it, uh, from from my perspective, as, again, an older gamer who was around whenever it came out, uh, what Balls was lacking uh, in some areas, it did have the fun factor and the kind of humor factor. Mm-hmm. Um, back then in the 1990s, early to mid-1990s, fighting games were all their age. Um, like, literally, there, there are going to be some games that we're going to get involved in here um, at Toon Studios East. Uh, which is what I call our house um, yeah. and the basement. <laughs> um, th- there are some games that, that we are going to get because back then there were so many different fighting games coming out because that was literally all their age. Um, what it lacked for that time of, of that period of time was it did lack a story, uh, a cohesive story, because you had games like Mortal Kombat, which. Um, you're not able to play yet because you are a kid. Um, it had games like Street Fighter. They all had these background stories of how these characters in these fighting tournaments came to be in the fighting tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, balls, di- balls didn't have that. Uh, balls was just different. Um, and it was kind of funny because it did incorporate juvenile humor. Uh, for instance, the caveman guy can use his club and hit you in the junk. Um, which is funny because we're all juvenile boys and we know what that's like to get hit there. Um, but what it did lack in, in that story mode and you could say the graphics because there were games that were a lot better graphically, uh, games like Primal Rage where it was dinosaurs fighting, um, where it lacked in... I mean, it did have variety, and it had humor. Um, you'll be happy to know, Patrick, that IGN completely 100% agreed with you. They rated it a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Um, I would have actually maybe made it a little bit lower than that. Um, 
But I think the fun factor is what wins out, because do you really need, like, the best graphics or a cohesive storyline, or do you need a goal to have fun with the game? Nope. No, absolutely not. And and it is humorous, and I think Ball is where it benefited. Um, today's games are all online. If you're going to play with somebody, if you're going to play with one of your friends, who I'm sure is listening to this podcast, you're going to play them online and maybe talk about it later. Mm-hmm. But back then, when you wanted to play with somebody, you played what we call now couch co-op. Yeah, where you're sitting next to each other. Yeah, you're sitting next to each other. You're having fun. You're laughing at each other. You're laughing at the game. And that's where all the fun came from balls. Um, And from any other number of games back then, you were sitting there, and it was more of a social experience. So I am glad that you you enjoyed playing these games, for sure. Mm -hmm. And and I hope that you continue to play them, because I think there's a lot of value in playing some of these old games, Um, particularly just the fun factor. I mean, if you're going to spend time with a game and still have fun with it, then it's still worth playing. Uh, It doesn't have to be the latest, greatest thing. Uh Um, What I would like to talk about, uh, because I know that you wanted to talk about those two games, is I wanted to kind of talk about the new the new console that we got in the house here. Yep. Um, a lot of people, um, if you've got kids listening, or even adults, and they want to get into the retro gaming, but you don't want to spend $50 on Nintendo, and then you go and buy a $40 Sega Genesis console, and then you go and you got to buy a $60 or $70 Super Nintendo, uh, one of the things we picked up at Stone Age Gamer, uh, we picked up the Retron 3. Now, for quite a while, I've been looking at a, a system called the um, Retron 5, which is a, a later version of the Retron 3. Uh, but what it is, is it's a, a console that plays each. Uh, it, it, you can play a Sega Genesis game. You can play a, a Nintendo Entertainment System game. And you can play the Nintendo, or the Super Nintendo games as well on one system with just a kind of a toggle switch to go between the three ports. Um, It comes with two remote controllers uh, that are shaped very much like a Sega Genesis controller. Uh, So there is a familiar shape. Um, But also on the sides of it, you can actually get the old controllers from those systems and, and use those controllers by plugging it directly into the console. Um, this Retron 3 actually has an S-video connection, so it can it can connect to a lot of the modern TVs. Um, if you go to an upgrade and get the Retron 5, um, the Retron 3, I, I'll just tell you, it, it costs around uh, $55 is what the normal price was. We actually got it on sale, so woohoo us. Um, but it costs $55 normally at this point because it is an older version. Um, but when you consider that you're going to pay $50 for a Nintendo Entertainment System alone, uh, and you get actually three systems on one little console, it's totally worth it. Uh, the Retron 5, if you get it, it's in the $140 range, and it also has an HDMI cable connection. 
uh, which fits all modern-day televisions. Um, so if you get a flat-panel TV, you can hook those up. Uh, but on top of the HDMI connection, it comes with the wireless controller like the Retron 3 has, but it also plays the additional systems of the Famicom and the Super Famicom, which were the Japanese versions of the Nintendo Entertainment System and, and Super NES. Um, so if you want to play Japanese games, that's totally the way to go. Um, Japanese games are really just a little bit different. Um, I didn't really feel a need for that necessarily. It would have been kind of nice. Uh, but you can also play the Game Boy Advance and I believe the Game Boy Game Boy and Game Boy Color as well. I think it was a total of seven systems on the um, Retron 5 that you can play. So you got seven systems for 140 or like we got, which is three systems for around $55. Um, totally worth the purchase. What are your feelings on, on this this system? Do you, do you like how it appears on the TV better than hooking up the the Sega Genesis to the television, the way we had it set up before? Yeah, it probably uses a lot less space than needed. I, if we used all the others, it would use a lot less. If we use this, it would use a lot less space, which we which we do use. And if you decided to buy all the others and have them separate, then you'd be using a lot of your gaming space. In your man cave, or if you if you call it a man cave. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's actually one aspect that I even forgot about. So I'm glad you kind of thought about that because it's very practical of you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, what we're gonna do? We're gonna wrap up the show right now. Um, for next week, we can probably do this every week at least until your mom actually gets done with her play. You think? Probably, yeah. Yeah, and then what we're going to do for next week, at the very least, we're going to have you play some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, that's going to be a pretty big deal because that was one of my favorite games growing up. Uh, so I can't wait to see how you like that, how you enjoy it. Um, in the meantime, we're going to get you fired back up into the blogging aspect of it. So why don't you tell them where your website is, and then... Um, We'll talk a little bit about, I'll get you some information, and you can maybe write a few more blogs, and we'll get to your podcast here, uh, the Waka Waka Gaming Podcast, actually up and running on that. Okay. Well, our website is walkawakagamingblogspot.com. Walkawakagamingblogspot.com. Kind of confusing sometimes. We, yes, it is. <laughs> where we do retro gaming and all the older games that you probably don't learn, what that you probably can't find in most places. What we do is we play retro games, tell about our rating, like how we, you can find different things if you, and how like what our ratings are, how we, how you do some things if you can't figure them out. It, well, we just sometimes accidentally tell you by just saying <laughs> that it, by saying facts, because we do say facts about the game, and 
So yeah, we're the Walk Walk Gaming Podcast, and that's our website. And we wish you bye.